Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And today we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 3, Episode 15, Consequences. Consequences. Fair enough. And Malcolm is really excited, as you guys can all potentially hear. Before we get started, Stosh, do you have any clarifications or corrections you'd like to make? I thought I did, but I like didn't write it in the normal place, so I guess no. You had a little thingy open. That's the yelling fire thing in the serial killer definition, which oh. we covered last time. It is, okay. Yeah, which is how I know I didn't write it in my normal place. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess not. Okay. I also do not have any clarifications or corrections, so we'll jump into the summary because we don't have a guest today. Except Malcolm. So it starts with a previously on. It's just Giles getting fired again, isn't it? (laughs) Well, and Faith killing a man. Oh, yeah. Just all the bad shit. (laughs) Just, hey, in case you forgot, things suck right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's real. Oh, and they introduced us to Wesley again, just in case you missed his introduction. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Though if you're Rain, that's another unfortunate thing. (laughs) Then it starts with Buffy, and she's having a dream of drowning. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get up to the surface and dead Alan grabs her ankle and Faith holds her under. Mm-hmm. Then she wakes up and uh, Joyce is watching on the news that they found a dead body. They found Alan's body. They already know it's him. That's well, yeah, they did identify him quick. Also, they found him quick. They did find him quick. The Sunnydale police were on point this episode and it was weird. Well, I don't know if I'd say it that way, but. They found a dead body quickly. Well, someone did. And they, like, jumped to, we're getting ahead of things, but, like, they also found the alley where Buffy and Faith were fighting really, like, quick, I feel like, and yeah. found Buffy and Faith pretty quickly, which, that's partly because of the mayor, but still, like... I mean, that's true. Way faster were... than we're used to the Sunnydale police responding to things. Yeah, that's true. And then after that, it's the intro. Yeah. Yes. Unless you had more to say. No, that was it. There's the intro, and then it's at the library, and Wesley is telling Buffy and Faith that he wants them to investigate this murder. Also, why is Faith there? That is not a normal scene for her to be in. Well, because Wesley's there now, Faith's got to be there now, because Wesley's in charge of both of them. I mean, sort of. She didn't really respect him at all last episode. No, she didn't. So it's, it's weird that she would start... Now, I feel like she's there because she's trying to see how everyone reacts to the news of this dead guy. Maybe it just threw me off that she was there. And then Cordelia walks in. (laughs) Yeah. While they're while they're all discussing things, Cordelia shows up because she needs a library book. I have my first quote, which is what she walks in and says, don't let me interrupt. Wait, let me interrupt. I'm in a hurry. My first quote is after that. It's. Does everybody know about you? She's a friend. Let's not exaggerate. (laughs) I liked that too. Then Wesley gets attracted to an underage girl, (laughs) which is not cool. (laughs) Pretty (laughs) aggressively, immediately. Granted, he does think she's a teacher at first, and then when he finds out she's a student, immediately takes his hand away. I mean, in his defense, Charisma Carpenter was 30 in this scene, right? 
Yeah. Canonically, she was she's like 18. So yeah, she's eight. She's got to be like 18. So like the oldest he can mistake her for is like 22 if she was like fresh out of like getting her teaching degree. So I mean, Cordelia did flirt with him, too. Yeah, she was interested. Yeah. But nevertheless, Wesley's still going to put his foot down. Giles was agreeing with Buffy that it didn't need to be investigated by the Slayers. But Wesley has to show his dominance again and say, I didn't ask your opinion. He's got that tiny man syndrome going on. Yeah. But Faith's like, no problem. We'll do it. So she and Buffy go off to an empty classroom and have a face off. Buffy tries to convince Faith that they need to tell Giles and Faith's like, nah, we're good. I was kind of torn here. I get it. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know how Giles would help. I think that it kind of makes sense that Buffy feels like Giles would help, though, because it's not like I think he's going to like turn him in and like send him to jail or anything. Yeah. I was just like, he can't unkill that guy. Right. It's I, I feel like the more people that know, the worse off you're going to be. Well, except it turns out that if they had let Giles in know from the get-go, things would have turned out a lot differently. <laughs> uh, would they have? Mm, I think so. I think if Giles knew right away, he'd be able to help. I think the qualm would have been keeping it from Wesley the whole time. Right, and they're all stupid and talk about everything loudly in a li- in a public library. Yeah. So uh, Wesley was going to find out. Well, maybe. I mean, I did later add to that note, saying, like, maybe there's some sort of watcher protocol that could help, because I'm sure this has happened before, which later gets confirmed. But yeah. this is where I had the thought. So, like, it's not that dumb. It just, it, it was kind of like a weird, like, if you think about it too hard. Yeah. It's not necessarily the right choice. And like, what is he going to do? Like... Because yeah. the big issue is that they're, they could potentially get in trouble with the authorities. And that is something that I was thinking about later when Giles was like, this isn't the first time things like this have happened. I was like, okay, but how would the council take care of the police? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a dumb fight. But I mean, I understand why it happened. Yeah. But, and then Buffy tries to go talk to Willow. Yeah. yeah. Faith storms off and Buffy goes and tries to connect with Willow. But Willow's still feeling hurt from episode 14. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of liked. And her and the warlock kid. Michael. Ne- yeah, need to go. Try to do that. To- <laughs> yeah. So we got some fun mentions of Michael and Amy again. Do you uh, think about her often? Or no. just when Willow brings her up? Just when Willow brings her up. Uh, I guess sometimes when Willow's on the screen, it like pops in my head that she still has Amy as like a pet rat right now. Yeah. So then we do cut to the police. Yeah, they're investigating the alleyway and Angel sees them and he figures stuff out immediately. He sure does. So one problem with this scene, the cop is interviewing or questioning a potential witness. Yeah. And he's like, you heard the scream at 7 or 8. Can you be more specific, like between 7.30 and 8? Yeah. And that's a leading question. You can't ask those when you're questioning witnesses. That's, well, yeah. I Yeah. Which is an example of the police being bad at their job. <laughs> yeah, they are very- also, this is like really overkill for like a back alley murder. I mean, I get that the mayor sent everyone there because it's his aid and he needs that solved right away. Yeah. But like IRL, like if someone just got stabbed in a back alley, there would not be like... 
12 police officers investigating everything they could. Especially for how high the mortality rate in Sunnydale typically is. I feel like you're right. But I do think that it's supposed to show the mayor putting in extra effort to find Alan's killer. Yeah, for sure. And I did did pick that up. I wrote a note here that just says, also, the first 48 is going to be up soon, I'm sure. (laughs) I definitely... I'm going to backtrack a little bit here. I definitely was sitting there like they pulled him out of the river really quickly, but the water should have erased a lot of the evidence. I had that thought, too. And they said, I don't remember where it revealed that they found wooden wooden splinters. I think in the very next scene with the mayor doing the shredding. Yeah, that's it. And I just don't remember if he said that they were found in the body or at the crime scene. In the alley, but he said ev- that he was stabbed in the heart with a wooden pointy object. No, he, and they found they were, traces of, or they found traces of wood fragments in him, in his yeah. chest, in the wound. Yeah, because he's yeah he linked to the two things. There were wooden splinters and a stab in the heart. Yeah, and that yeah, like you said, the water. I like the water would have washed that wood away if it was in his chest cavity. I think so. And if it was at the crime scene, because I couldn't remember how Trick phrased it. Like, that that could just be pure coincidence. There could be a broken pallet somewhere. Like, right. That's not enough to link. A slayer. Yeah. Which the mayor so. does kind of address later on. Well, sort of. I think, I think when the mayor addresses it, it's more that, like, they're not publicly slayers. So even, like, that flimsy evidence isn't really going to hold anything up in court. Like, yeah. they're not, like, you can't go to a judge and be like, she's been killing vampires. <laughs> and, and there was wood at the crime scene. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yes, the mayor, the mayor's shredding papers and he, he likes to shred papers, but he, he was cracking me up this scene. isn't enjoying it as much this time. He said, it's going to take more than that to turn my frown upside down. Yeah. <laughs> he like even almost said that with like a pep in his stuff. <laughs> he is very peppy. Yeah. <laughs> Just like when he's like, was Alan going to betray me? Well, that's a terrible thought. <laughs> And now that he's dead, I won't have a chance to scold him. That was actually my next quote <laughs> I had written. Yeah. That's funny. I don't have as many quotes this episode as I usually do. Mine are kind of front loaded. I might have a few later. Let me look. I see a couple more, I think. But yeah, like I had a lot early, especially in this scene. I had two. Yeah. But Buffy and Faith are there investigating Alan's office. Faith has like a brief moment of, of regret. That she tries to hide from Buffy. Meanwhile, Buffy's desperately, like, this whole episode, like, I need to talk to you about it because I can't talk to anybody about it. I need to tell someone else about it. I need to tell Willow. I need to tell Giles. And Faith's like, shut up. Shut up. Yeah. We're denying it. It didn't even happen. Yeah. And then they- It's really crazy what a clash of personality they have in, like, a really desperate time like this. Yeah. But it's, like, also kind of makes sense, like, with everything else that they've gone through together, like, it- it makes sense that this is where they wound up. Yeah, for sure. They just handle it so differently and it's not going to work out. Yeah. They see Mr. Trick and the mayor together. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, they notice that a bunch of Alan's, like all of Alan's files are gone and they're yeah. like, someone's covering something up. Buffy's convinced of that. Faith's like, nah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and then they see the mayor with Mr. Trick and I was like, how does that automatically mean something nefarious is happening? And then I remember that they know Mr. Trick is a vampire. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
So then, I, I think they left. But one of them says, so the mayor is a black hat. Faith does. What does that mean? It's the same thing as um, when we were doing the episode with the wish and they called Giles and Xander or Giles and Oz and Larry and what's her face? The white hats. It's fuck. I forgot that happened. Yeah. Because that threw me off in that one, too. Yeah. And Kyle and Zach were kind enough to explain it to us. And here I am. Just forgetting. I did make a joke earlier, not on recording, about how you forget every episode after we record it. No, you joked that I forget every episode of Buffy after I watch it. Well, yeah. But it's the same principle. (laughs) I just like to live in the moment. (laughs) That's fine, you know? But it was basically Faith being like, so now we know the mayor's evil. Yeah. Yeah, it was just the phrasing that threw me off. (laughs) On episode 15... (laughs) Season three. Way to go, guys. Right? <laughs> but yeah, then they, they have another like standoff yeah. here because Buffy's still pushing to go to Giles and Faith is still saying, no way, no way. Well, and like really at this point, Buffy just wants to talk about it to get it off her chest. Mm-hmm. And she tells Faith that she feels the same way, which Faith doesn't take well. Yeah. Faith's like, and, you don't know how I'm feeling. Right. And, like, it just really shows that they, they're processing the grief in different ways. Honestly, though, I think it's also showing that Faith's not grieving. Well, she is. She's, but like, the first stage of grief is denial. That's true, I suppose. She's hard in the denial she phase. She spends the whole episode in the denial phase. And I mean, like, it's hard because, like, I understand where Buffy's coming from. But in this scene in particular, I really found myself on Faith's side because, like, I would be the same way. Like, no, we don't need to talk to anyone about this. And, like. Buffy was like, we need to figure out what we're going to do. And Faith was like, there's nothing to do. I killed a guy. Yeah. (laughs) And like nothing they can do is going to unkill that guy. Yeah. Honestly, like, I feel like if Buffy is this has this much conviction about it at this point, she should just do it and not loop Faith in and just go tell Giles. I think that would be a wrong thing to do, but I... Based on how she's feeling, agree, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, I do think that it would be the wrong thing to do in that, like, it would suck for her relationship with faith short term, but because Buffy really does believe that it's the right thing for her to do and that Giles isn't going to hurt faith over it. The only way she's going to convince faith is to show faith that that's the case. Yeah. So she needed to immediately go to Giles. Giles needed to immediately be there for faith the way he was there for Buffy. Like I think if Giles had been like faith, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. It's okay. Faith would have taken a deep breath and she would have been fine. I do agree with that. So I mean, I, I don't know if that, it would have been that simple, but it would have at least started the, down that path. Yeah. There were just so many opportunities for Faith to, to have a good outcome. <laughs> and all of them were thwarted. Yeah. Oh, and in that scene, Faith has the monologue where she talks about how like she thinks it's fine. That she killed Alan because in the grand scheme of things, they've saved so many people. That one death isn't a big deal. Right. And I don't know that I agree with that. I I don't agree with it. Like, basically, when I watched the scene, I was like, I agree with her, but I also don't. Like, it's... Yeah. It makes sense. Like, I would feel the same way in that situation. Like, we got to move past it. When she said something about, like, history is not going to remember the bystander. Yeah. As opposed to all the evil that we slayed. Like, I agreed with that point. 
But then she was kind of like, we are better than other people and we're above the law. I was like, all right, well, that's <laughs> taking it too far. Like, I think of it more like that doesn't mean anything. You can put as much white in something as you want. But if you put even a drop of black, it's going to become a, a mix of gray. Sure. And I think that that is kind of where Buffy was trying to come from with it. I agree that like for Faith's like standpoint of like you have to figure out a way to move past it. But I'm still of the mindset that Faith wasn't moving past it. Faith was. No, she wasn't. She was harboring it. Yeah. For sure. So. I don't know. It's it's hard. But they split up again and they both get interrogated by the police next. Yeah, it's the same officer. Yeah. Because it, it bounces back and forth showing how their stories don't quite line up. Yeah, not 100 percent. But mm-hmm. at the at the same time, like enough that they're kind of each other's alibis yeah and it does show that they still have each other's backs at this point and that the police don't get enough to be able to convict anything mm-hmm. like they're suspicious but can't can't really say anything right <laughs> that's where my next quote comes in is faith was like i'm not the throw myself on the sword type <laughs> and i was like you sure are not <laughs> <laughs> But then Angel watches the detective leave. I think he watches Detective leave Faith's apartment. I think I noticed it wasn't Buffy's house. I th- he did both. Was it both? Yeah, I okay. think he was just following the detective around. Maybe I missed. Because I can pretty clearly in my head picture him next to Buffy's house when the guy leaves. Okay. So I think it was both. I was probably writing something down then. My next note just says, Willow is funny. Buffy goes to break down in front of Willow, basically. Yes, that's where it was going <laughs> what a humorous scene <laughs> it was kind of rough but yeah. i do i was when willow opened the door and was like yeah i've been letting things fester i don't like it i want to be fester free i was like me too willow well and then she tells buffy all the problems she's been having the the pangs of jealousy <laughs> yes. and then willow starts or then buffy starts breaking down crying because willow mentions killing things with her bare hands yes. and then she just does a complete 180 and she's like, I'm a monster. I'm horrible. I shouldn't have unleashed on you. I went too hard. I don't know my own strength. Yeah. Willow is the cutest. I love her so much. That's definitely what made me write Willow is funny instead of just writing quotes. And she basically tells Buffy what Buffy already knows, which is that she needs to tell Giles. Mm -hmm. So Buffy goes to tell Giles, but Faith already told him a lying version of the story. Mm-hmm. And then Giles yells at Buffy yeah, and tells Faith that he'll get with her in the morning to talk about it further. And then he tells Faith, Buffy that he knows, he knows Faith is lying completely. <laughs> yeah. Which, it's hard because I almost wonder if it would be the exact same scene if it was Buffy who killed the guy. I No, I don't think that's how Giles would react at all. Because I was really taken aback by how he acted. When he came out and yelled at her. No, I'm but, saying like oh. if it was Buffy and she was like, no, Faith is lying. Even if it had been Buffy, I can't help but wonder if Giles would be inclined to believe Buffy over Faith. I don't think so. I think he is actually intuitive enough to be able to know that Faith was lying. OK, I don't, he does kind of say something along the lines of the fact that Faith's not a, not a very good liar. He, he said she has many talents and lying is not among them. Yeah. Which I believe. Yeah. And like, especially because I bet in that meeting, Faith probably had like a lot of malice towards Buffy as she was saying it. 
which would have tipped Giles off. That's not quite right, because she probably wasn't looking for sympathy. She was looking to get Buffy in trouble, which would tip him off. Well, and I think she was probably, because of all of the emotions she's harboring and the guilt she's feeling, my guess is she was being very shifty through the whole thing. But we'll never know, because we didn't get to see that. Right. Even though I think the actors would have been able to act it perfectly. Yeah, but it's not really a scene we needed to see. No, because it was a bigger reveal when it was shown that Faith betrayed Buffy. Yeah. To Giles. And this is when Bu- this is when Giles tells Buffy that it's happened before. I think it's really it was really eloquent the way he said the Slayer is on the front lines of a nightly war. Like it's tragic when these things happen, but it happens, you know? Yes, I agree. I remember thinking he had said it very well when yeah. I watched the scene. But this is when we talk about how Faith is very unstable and he doesn't think it would be a good idea to involve the council and they have to come up with a plan on how they're going to help her. Yeah, but they're talking about it in a public library. <laughs> well, they're loudly. talking about it in his office, but I... With I, the door open. Yeah, he didn't close the door and that was a mistake because then Wesley's standing there and he hears everything. Yeah. I was mad that Buffy went there to tell him, and then I was mad that they continued talking about it there. (laughs) Then it cuts to the next day, and they're all in the cafeteria, right? Before that, I have here written, Wesley, you suck. So I feel like before that, Wesley calls to tell Quentin about Faith. That might be where he made the phone call. I probably didn't write anything down for that. But then, yeah. But I remember the phone call. (laughs) Yeah, then it switches um, to them talking in the library. And Xander feels like he should be the one to talk to Faith because they had a connection. Also, Buffy thinks an intervention's a bad idea. Yeah. And so does Xander, I think, because they almost came to blows or something. Well, yeah. Or he almost, he was like, it was almost blows for you. I almost just lost an arm or something. (laughs) Something like that. It was almost a loss of limbs for me. Yeah, that's closer to what he said. (laughs) But. (laughs) So they all figure out that they slept together because Xander's like hinting at it like. And that's, like, weirdly hard. <laughs> yeah. That's when I have my next quote. I don't need to say, oh, I got it before. <laughs> it's like, oh, Willow. It was a good line delivery on her part, too. Yeah. And they say Xander's not the right person to, to talk to Faith, but they don't know who should talk to Faith, so Giles is going to well, have to think and, on it. And Buffy tells Xander that he was basically just a piece of meat to her and that whatever they did wasn't special to her, even though it was to him. Yeah. She and tries it, to do it nicely, but she doesn't do it nicely. No, it, you can like see it like tears him up inside. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I think he doesn't believe her. I think he like willfully is like, she also just doesn't in understand. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And then they're researching the mayor and Mr. Trick to figure out what's happening. And Giles, I think asks, before that, we see Willow crying in the. Well, Giles asks Xander to help him research the mayor and Mr. Trick. And he asks Willow if she'll break into the mayor's files. And Willow says, yeah, I can do that. And then it immediately switches to her crying in the bathroom. Yeah. And it and that's when Xander's like sitting in the library, like brooding. I think he's like almost crying, too. Yeah. It's like a really emotional thing. Yeah. Like I, it's I think it's like more sad than like daunting, which is like why I didn't want to call it brooding. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <sighs> Poor Willow. Oh, this that scene just really because like. Obviously, she's she chose not to like be with him, but I think that it was very powerful for the show to show that like just because 
she didn't want him, like just because she made the choice to stay with Oz doesn't change the fact that she still had those feelings there and it still hurt. Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like, I, I understand. It's realistic for her to be upset. But from, like, a person watching a fictional story unfold, I was, like, irritated. I was yeah. like, you should be over it. You're with Oz, who's better anyway. Yeah. And, like, you've had to deal with watching Xander be into Cordelia, too. Like, and every other girl... But she was already dealing with the jealousy of Faith stealing Buffy from her. I know. And then she found out that Faith had Xander. So it was very ostracizing for Willow. I I don't know. I can see it. But I think it's okay that you don't like it. (laughs) Also, I think it's amplified by the fact that Oz isn't in this episode. Yeah. I think that made me feel worse about it. And like, I'm sure they did it. So we would feel worse for Willow. Because if you see her boyfriend next to her that she's actively with and usually shown to be very in love with it would it would detract from the sadness of well and the isolation that willow's feeling amongst her friends so i get why he wasn't in it but like the fact that he exists out there somewhere like still detracted from it for me yeah yeah and then my next note is just faith is visited by stupid xander and I have shut up Xander and facepalm because there were several times in the same scene where I didn't have any notes other than shut up Xander. So I had to switch it up a little bit. But oh man, watching him was so hard for me. That's funny. It wasn't for me at all. I liked that scene. You did? Uh-huh. Well, until she tried to murder him, but. Well, he just like he he let so much slip, like the fact that they all believe Buffy over Faith. And like all of this stuff, I just, I was like, it's believable, you know, but mm-hmm. it's upsetting. We, you just feel about it the way I feel about the previous scene. Yeah, pretty much. And I think, I think we're alternating. I wonder if that's because of our genders or not. I could see it. It's interesting to see stuff like that. But, but then Faith, like, almost murders Xander? Yeah. Like, she's, like, getting real into the idea and choking him out. And then Angel shows up and knocks her out. Angel saves Xander. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I did I did hesitate for a second. I was like, how did he get inside? But the in the first episode with Faith, Kakisto got in to her to the same apartment. So I feel like it's even though I don't like it, I feel like they've already established that vampires can get in there. So I'm letting it go. I always forget about the can't enter rule. Like it just never, like it never phases me. Yeah. So I didn't even think about it. Well, I did. Uh, and then it switches to a scene where Angel's got Faith tied up in chains. My next note says safety words are not for wusses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My my next note is a quote, and it's it's not that I don't trust you. Actually, it is that I don't trust you. <laughs> I also wrote that quote, but it doesn't, I, it's a funny quote, but it doesn't feel like Angel to me. Yeah. I just, he never like feels that witty to me. He's usually more serious and it felt, it like took me out of the scene for a second. It just didn't feel like him. But it does kind of go with the same kind of wit and humor as. That Joss Whedon writes in all of his characters. Yes. Well, that from like the last episode, the his name is Angel line felt a similar amount of witty to me. Just more badass witty. I guess. 
yeah, I guess I just don't see Angel as a funny guy. Yeah. Badass, sure. But I understand why you're making the comparison, but they're definitely not the same to me. Well, that's fine. But then Angel goes and he reports Faith's progress to Buffy. And Buffy's basically just like, do whatever you can to like take care to like save her because Buffy's feeling a lot of responsibility for her. And Angel's like, you got to be prepared for the fact that she might not want to be saved. I didn't like the Xander's whole thing about her like tasting murder and that it would like. Xander's whole thing? Did I say Xander? I definitely meant Angel. (laughs) Okay. Angel's thinking about how she's had a a taste for murder and now she's going to want more. Yeah. I don't, I think. (sighs) That just feels like a cheesy fiction thing. It does. And I just, it. I don't know. It just it, I think what I he was trying to get at and that they didn't they didn't do well with was he was trying to be like, now that you've killed someone, it'll be easier for you to kill someone else. Sure. Like like a, a, yeah, a barrier has been broken. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's science that that's real for everyone. So he just I guess he just they just wrote it poorly, which is did. so weird for this show because the writing is usually such top tier that it feels really 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 weird yeah because like to me it felt like he was like you've taken one step down the evil path and now you're just always gonna go that way like a star wars thing but like in star wars there's like a mystical connection that pulls you that way and it makes sense within the lore and in this it was just like it was like you're on your way to becoming a demon like why like (laughs) (laughs) well that's definitely i don't i definitely didn't take that from what he said i took it more like what I said, where yeah. it was more like, now that you've had a taste for it, it's going to be easier for you to justify doing it again. That makes sense. That's just not what I took from what he was saying. And yeah. I, I like that better. Yeah. And I'm happier with it if that's what they meant. It yeah. just wasn't how I read the scene. And like I said, I think it makes sense that you didn't take it that way because it was a very awkward scene. Do you have any thoughts on Angel reporting Faith's progress to Buffy and him being like, she may not want to be saved? No, other than like the the thing I already talked about not liking, I actually kind of liked him talking to Faith because yeah. like it it felt like a good like therapeutic way like that she could come around if if they got to finish that conversation. Well, they were sitting there in the cafeteria talking about how like not Xander, not Buffy, Willow's obviously not even her biggest fan. Giles would be an authority figure and not work for her like it makes the most sense for Angel to be the one that talks to Faith and is the one to help Faith because like Angel said he knows what it's like to take a life and he knows what it's like to have that guilt eat at you so like if anyone's going to get through to Faith it's going to be someone who actually knows what she's going through yeah so I agree it did feel like if the scene was allowed to continue or like even if it had to take a few days, like he would get through to her for sure. It does. There is a brief switch where the mayor and Mr. Trick are watching the video footage of mm-hmm. Buffy and Faith breaking in. And the mayor's all sorts of upset about it. And he tells Mr. Trick to go kill them, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what he said now. But Mr. Trick shows up at the docks to kill Faith, so that's basically what he says, is to go kill him. Yeah, or at least that's how Mr. Trick took it. Yeah. Then it switches back, and like you said, I feel like there was a a brief moment there where it really did show that Angel was getting through to Faith. Yes, it did. It was very real, because he was like, he was like, I get it, Faith. I was just like you. I thought that people just existed to hurt other people, and then I came here, and there are all these people here who want to help you, 
and who actually care and they make mistakes sure and i think the way he was like people make mistakes made it seem like it was okay that she made this mistake yeah and like just when it looks like she's about to come back from it wesley shows up wesley the idiot shows up with these council people and he hurts angel and he kidnaps faith i had a huge problem with that (laughs) and that is that there is no way those pencil pushing dorks for the council would just let a vampire live like they found out where he lived and trapped him in a net and they're just gonna leave like they would absolutely have staked him huh that is a good point but i'm glad they didn't stake him well yeah (laughs) I mean, obviously, for plot reasons, they couldn't. The plot armor was thick. Yeah. I felt about that the way I feel like your husband feels about most things he watches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, is they only had a limited amount of time before they, they like, because if they wasted any time getting Faith chained up the way that they did and in that van, it could have resulted in them dying because she could have beat the crap out of them, you yeah, know? Yeah, but she was chained to a wall that she couldn't get out of. But I think they weren't 100% sure of that. I think that they were their number one priority was to secure Faith, and that's why they didn't stop to kill Angel. I think that that's a weak reason, but it's the best reason I've got for you. I'll send you a no prize in the mail, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it feels like reaching, but I, I can... Except One could also argue that because Wesley knows of Buffy's relationship with Angel, he didn't want to have to deal with two pissed off Slayers, so he left Angel alive. Maybe. But that's even more of a stretch than my original. I was going to say, that that feels almost antithetical, because I think if anything, it would be in character for Wesley to kill him just to have even more authority over Buffy. Yeah, that's true. But then... Wesley the idiot kidnaps Faith, and Wesley the idiot loses Faith. And then she escapes, and then he has to go tell them in the library that she escaped. But before that, Buffy finds Angel, and Angel Mm. tells them that Wesley's an idiot. Yes. So they're already mad at Wesley when he shows up. Because Willow's sitting there like, why bother? Why 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 don't we just let them take her? Like, who cares? (laughs) Right. Which makes sense for... For Willow, Willow feels, yeah. yeah. But Buffy was fighting that, and then Wesley, poor, stupid Wesley, shows up and has to admit his failure. I wrote wrote that quote. Oh, go ahead. Buffy says, you let Faith get away? And he says, well, let wouldn't be the way I phrased it, but yes, she escaped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do... I spent most of this episode annoyed at Wesley, but then I got really sad for him here because he's like, I want to help. And Buffy's like go away she was like she, she go said, back to england yeah i think she says catch the next flight back flight back to the uk or something do you i think she said something like do you still have that ticket to the motherland or something oh, like yeah. that yeah that's i think that's exactly what she said and i was like rough I mean, yeah he kind of did it to himself he did like i i get feeling bad for him but it's hard to yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and then Buffy finds Faith at the docks, and they face off yet again, and then they're uh, ambushed by the vampires. Yeah. And importantly, a box is going to fall on Faith, and Buffy pushes her out of the way. Yeah. Or a crate, I guess is a better word than box. Yeah. And then Buffy gets crushed. Faith fights a crap ton of vampires, 
Luckily, they're all lining up to fight her, just like Bruce Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy gets choked out by Mr. Trick, and I feel like with the way he was swinging her around by the neck, she would have been dead, but we'll skate over that. Mm, I don't remember that. It was very action-y. So, uh, then... I mean, I noticed that they all lined up to fight in the action scene. (laughs) Then... Mr. Trick's like, I hear once you've tried Slayer's blood, you never go back. And then Faith stakes him, saving Buffy. I I liked the way the guy playing Mr. Trick acts. Yeah. Like, he had a really unique take on the way the vampires in this show fight. Yeah. Like, he got kind of like this like weird, like, like not quite a crip walk, but like... Gangster? <laughs> yeah. Like... But like he, he like kind of was like walking like an old like like Nosferatu vampire. Like he just had like this weird vibe going about him that I haven't noticed any other vampires do. And it was kind of a neat way for him to like fight. And I just I appreciated the acting choice on his part. I really liked that actor for Mr. Trick. I think that they, Mr. Trick was a really cool take on a modern day vampire. Mm-hmm. He's not this vampire. Like, I don't think we ever get to learn how old he really is, but he doesn't feel like this vampire that's lived hundreds of years. It feels like he got turned in the 70s you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah definitely and it's fun i agree and then it just switches to buffy telling giles about it in the library mm-hmm. and she tells her oh go ahead well, i was just gonna say and they feel a little better because faith made the active choice to come back to town with buffy so things are looking up and she made the active choice to save buffy from the vampire instead of dipping yes mm-hmm and Buffy tells Giles she's not going to give up on Faith. And Giles is like, then I think she's got a shot. And then Faith goes to the mayor. That, I wrote the quote for here, too. When I don't remember how the start of the conversation was, but basically she tells the mayor that Mr. Trick is dust. Yeah, she was like, you sent your your vampire boy after me or whatever she says. And he's like, yeah, I did. And she was like, he's dust. And he was like, I figured that. He says, I thought he might be. What, with you standing here and all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then like, she says, you must have a job open. And he's like, oh, come on in. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the end. What do you think, Stosh? What do I think? This was a bummer of an episode. That's what I think. <laughs> Was it a bummer of an episode because a bunch of bad things happened? Or was it a bummer of an episode because you didn't enjoy it? Because a bunch of bad things happened. Yeah. I, I did enjoy it. And like the acting in this episode was like top notch. Yeah. I think some of the writing choices weren't the best and the plot was a little forced. But overall, I liked it. I liked it enough. The plot was weird because it was our first, in a, at least in a long time, it was our first like straight continuation episode. There was no monster of the week. There was no big bad. Like there was no villain unless you are like want to count Faith. Faith is who I would consider the villain to be. Or you could argue Mr. Trick. Yeah. He literally attacks and dies at the end. But yeah. But like. He, but he's not like an evil driving force in the background of the plot of the episode. Yeah. And yeah. Like, frankly, neither is Faith for the most part. Like. I mean, she's the antagonist of the episode. Yeah. But I guess she's also kind of the protagonist of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's really her her story arc we're going through. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that aspect of it bothered me. Like, I like the story-heavy episodes, too, as much as I, like, love to talk up Monster of the Week stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't dislike the other stuff. Yeah. But I just, I think 
there just, were just a couple times where you had to make a leap in logic for the next part to happen. Yeah. Is, is my criticism of this episode. Yeah. It just, this episode felt so out of sync with the rest of this, the way the sto- the writing for the show has gone so far. Yeah. And that's where it's like weird. And I think that they were trying to do like some sort of like shift where they were like, okay. Because they had so many Monster of the Week episodes at the beginning of the season. Because like I said, like we're on episode 15 and Buffy's just now figuring out that the mayor is a problem. (laughs) So like we've seen it in the background, but every episode Buffy's been dealing with something else, not the mayor. So there's been no big bad episodes really. So it's just like, I think they went too hard in that direction. I feel like... and I See, I don't know. I just, I don't think that aspect is... I felt very meh about the episode, personally. Yeah. So. I think there were a lot of strong thing, strong things to take away from it. Strong scenes. Okay. There were a lot of strong scenes. Yeah. But overall, like, I didn't love the episode by any means. Yeah. And not just because it was a bummer. Yeah. But I didn't hate it or anything. Sure. All right. Well, do we want to do the pop quiz? Yeah, I'm ready for a pop quiz. There are four questions today. One I already know you're going to get right. Question number one. Did you notice someone missing this episode? Is it Oz? (laughs) Or is it Jonathan? (laughs) Well, technically neither one was there, but it was Oz. He. So extra credit. Yeah, he was. So he was credit. He was credited in the the credits because seth green's now a main title person mm-hmm. but he was just absent from the episode and i thought that was a little bit weird it was i mean it was weird but but I you think pointed out why, how it was yeah. intentional and it makes so much more sense to me now yeah but i was like i don't know how i feel about this <laughs> at the time question number, dos. question number two was alan there to betray the mayor do you think i do think so and does it matter now what do you mean does it matter now like like for the the purposes of the show, I mean, like, is the reason he was there plot relevant at this point? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I there very well could be like something that comes up in the future that makes it mm-hmm. relevant. Like they find some document Alan had or something. But as of right now, no. Like he just happened to be there. I do. I do think he was there to turn on the mayor for some reason, just because the way, just the way it played out. I guess. Well, we asked about it and I completely forgot, like, this episode is not one I remember very well from previous watchings, because, like, I've talked about the the total bummer. (laughs) Season three is not a strong season for me. It's a strong season for me, but it's not a season I know as well as season two. Right. Because I've been enjoying season three a lot so far and will continue because we haven't even gotten to my favorite episodes of season three yet. Perfect. But... Uh, we were talking about it with Rain last episode, and I didn't even know how thick they were going to put on the, like, was Alan there to talk to Buffy and Faith? Was he going to out the mayor? Like, what was all of this? Like, I completely forgot about it. So yeah. it was extra interesting for me to, like, come into this episode and be like, oh, oh, I think he was. I think he was afraid of the mayor's ascension ascension and dedication and was like bailing last second but it then it didn't seem like it was last second because he's been acquiring all these files and keeping a paper trail of everything the mayor had been doing yeah i hadn't even considered that 
I hadn't really considered it last episode. Like, I was kind of like, oh, he's there. Like, yeah. I don't know. But uh, especially with the way things played out this episode, it 100% feels like Alan was going to betray the mayor. Yeah. It's just crazy. Maybe pick a different different, different timing next time, Alan. I think maybe yell instead of grab. Yeah. Also a good hey, idea. Hey, ladies. Like, that sounds <laughs> creepy, but they'll turn around instead or- of... Um, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Um, hello? <laughs> Question number three. What's the code word? Fuck, what was it? I remember him starting to spell it. I don't remember. Fuck, what? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> it's monkey. Monkey. M-O-N-K. Just put him on. <laughs> I. My first thought was muffin, and I was like, I know that's not right. <laughs> And then I was like sitting here like positive it like the second and third letter were like U and C for some reason. <laughs> I was like, ah, so I never would have got there. <laughs> All right. Last question. What's the most 90s thing you noticed? I have two. One of them is stupid. Okay. The stupid one is when they're all in the cafeteria talking about holding an intervention. The way they're all sitting. Oh, yeah. Is like such a look. We're cool kids in the 90s, like especially Xander sitting on top of an upside down chair on top of another chair. <laughs> it's That's just funny. It just felt 90s. And then the my a lot more solid one is the uh, security camera that the mayor watches. Oh yeah. Is on is on a uh TVCR. Okay. That's 90s as fuck. That's funny. Mine was Giles stamping Cordelia's book. When she checked I didn't it even out. notice him do it. That's she, funny. She just checked out, like, checking out the book in the library. I was like, they do that stuff digitally now. They don't use stamps. No, you just like scan it. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was in college, that was the case. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in high school, that's how it worked. Was it? I didn't really go to libraries in high school, but uh, I did in college. So my mom bought me and my sister like a hundred and fifty dollars worth of books at Barnes and Noble, and the next weekend we were like, we need more books because <laughs> we had already read them. And so she was like, all right, I'm taking you to the Jefferson County Public Library and we're getting you library cards, which was the smartest thing she's ever done, because I would check out like 150 books every summer. I believe it. And just read them. So. So I missed one, but I got 100 percent. I got a two for one. Yeah, there you go. And that's the pop quiz. Hell yeah. A plus. A plus. All right. So character development, I kind of want to switch up our character development this episode, and I want to do our Xanders and Herberts first. Okay. Okay, so for character development, our characters, we did not have any new characters this episode. So all of them are returning characters, and they are Buffy, Dead Allen, Faith, Joyce, The Mayor, Wesley, Giles, Cordelia, Willow, Angel, and Mr. Trick. So we'll go ahead and start with the Herbert and Xander this episode. Stosh, who was your Xander? My Xander was Wesley. Was it? Yeah. He's just a problem hmm. the whole time. Yeah. Just constantly made things worse and just his, his little man syndrome was just frustrating to listen to. Oh, I left Xander off that list. Xander's also in this episode. <laughs> And Xander is my Xander. Well, no, I'm also giving it to Wesley, but Xander is a really close runner up for me. 
mm-hmm. because Wesley and Xander both got in the way of Faith's rehabilitation, but Wesley's was the one that tipped her over, whereas Xander's was like a more a much more minor blunder, in my okay. opinion. But they both screwed up. <laughs> so, and I did feel bad for both of them at separate parts of the episode. I felt bad for Xander when Buffy was breaking the news to him that. Faith does not care about him the way he thinks she does. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad for Wesley at the end when he was like, finally, like, I want to help. And Buffy was like, go home. And again, he brought it on himself. Just like. One could argue that Xander brought it on himself because Xander was too in his head to. I'm not, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but. The episode when all of that went down in the Zeppo, like Xander was having a really weird night, but we also know it's not like he and Faith had any sort of like, quote unquote, connection before that happened. So I think he got in his head and assumed that it meant more to her because it was such a monumental occasion in his life. But it also has been a couple of episodes since then. Some things have happened since then. And he's clearly not reached out to her again in that interim. So I think it was a little bit self-involved for him to assume that it meant as much to her without any sort of evidence, if that makes sense. That's interesting. I I guess I just took that differently. He, to me, I guess it just, like, it never really felt to me like he felt like they had that good of a connection. Like you said, he didn't reach out to her for the last two episodes. And I, in my head, he was just like a 16-year-old boy who got lucky and was just like, fuck yeah, I was in the right place at the right time. That worked out really well. And like, I know this episode kind of showed different when he like got hurt that he like, that meant they probably didn't have any connection. Yeah. But I don't feel like he felt like they were going to start dating soon or like that was going to become like a frequent thing or anything. He maybe felt like it was like maybe like, at least like a good moment for her the way it was for him, but it definitely felt like a one night stand on both their ends for sure. Yeah. I wasn't trying to make it seem like I thought he thought they were going to start dating. No, I know. I I just, I, I guess I like extracted a little bit more. I, I pushed the statement farther. I just didn't feel like he thought that it was like that special to her. Okay. And I think like, but like when I just like, I feel like Giles was very clear, like, we don't talk to Faith about it. We don't reveal, like, any of this. And Xander deliberately went against that in order to stroke his own ego and make it seem like Faith actually would listen to him. See, it didn't feel like an ego thing to me. I think it was an honest mistake on his part. Well, maybe. I think he legit thought that she would listen to him and that he could be helpful. And like, I especially think in his actions in that scene he really showed that he wasn't there for himself. Because if he was, he would have been into it when she started throwing herself at him. And he was like, no, I'm not here for that. I really want you to listen to me. I have these things to say, and I think it will help you. That's true. Although... Um, I I should say, here, I actually gave him my Herbert for this. Oh, did you? Yeah. (laughs) My bad. No, it's fine. Not really my bad. Yeah. I still, I stay, I say what I, I said what I said. And I did end up giving uh, Xander to Wesley, but I could argue that Wesley also thought he was doing the right thing. He just wasn't. That's true. His was from a more selfish place though. He was actively trying to assert his dominance over this group. 
and was actively trying to impose authority upon faith. He might have thought it was going to result in the correct action, but it was to bolster himself up, not because he thought it was the right thing. Because we saw over and over again in this episode that no one listened to him and it pissed him off and he wanted people to start listening to him. That's true, but he also was doing exactly what Giles said. It was his responsibility as a watcher, which was to contact the council. And I think that That's Wesley true. is trying is is kind of showing trying to show that unlike Giles, because he even in the last episode he was talking to Giles about how he was too emotional or too emotionally involved in stuff with Buffy. So he was trying to show that he's not being affected the way Giles was affected. Right. So which serves his own interest, not faith. He is putting work above faith. He's putting work above Buffy. He hears, he actively hears Giles state out loud the way he would handle it. And he knows that Giles has a more emotional connection to both these women and probably has a better idea of what they need. And he actively defies that and and goes in the face of it. He might think that's the right thing to do, but it still serves his own interest. I Except I think Wesley and the council believe that Giles doesn't know what they need because he's too emotionally involved. I think that... Wesley has been around even just in the two episodes he's been there to see that at the very least they listen to him better and therefore at least in the short term that would be a better means to an end. I definitely think there's a certain amount of willful ignorance on Wesley's part. Yes. But I think that if he was knowledgeable enough to recognize that like listening to Giles would actually get him his the authority he actually wants, I think that he would not be will like not be deliberately sabotaging himself for it. No. But like I said, in my head, I think he's picking his job over the people around him. And that's fine. And I just I think everything he did came from a more selfish and just a more selfish place. Sure. That's and that's fair. And like I said, that's one reason the what Xander did hit me differently. And I do agree that, like, if he hadn't done that, we maybe would be in a better position. Although I don't know that I would because that, I don't know, I guess Angel could have gotten to Faith either way. But it was a stepping stone towards that. Um, But like I said, I just, like, I think maybe, like, subconsciously Xander thought too highly of himself. But I, I do think he was there specifically to try to bring Faith out of it because he thought he could be the one to do it. Sure. Not because he thought he would be better if he was the one to do it. That's true. As far as my Herbert goes, I had a lot of emotions about a lot of the characters. I think I'm going to give it to Buffy because through the whole thing, it was clear that Buffy was trying to help Faith. And uh, like, I think she was trying to help herself in a lot of regards too. But she felt a lot of weight this episode, and I was really proud of her for how she inevitably handled it. I think, you know, for how hard I was on her last episode, she really bounced back in this one for me. See, I I didn't like Buffy as much this episode either. That doesn't surprise me at all. I do think, even though I'm giving her my Herbert, I do want to acknowledge that I think that there was a little bit of selfishness in the way she handled Faith, especially at the beginning of the show. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. Yeah, it was a struggle, but I think that that's where Buffy realized, like, she kind of course corrected. And at the end, like, 
everything she was doing was for Faith to the point where I think she was so self-involved with it that she missed the whole thing with Willow and Xander this episode. Willow was in the bathroom crying alone. Typically speaking, girls don't cry in the bathroom alone if they have friends who can see their pain. So I think Buffy failed on that front. I almost want to give it to Angel, but I don't because I feel like I give it to Angel too liberally. But like he was on top of his game this episode. <laughs> I I think it'd be I would I think Angel would be a fine pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll switch it. I was having a hard time picking my Herbert because I both felt upset and happy with a lot of characters. I also almost gave it to Willow, but then I was like, Willow also was a bit too much in her own head. I think everyone things. this episode other than Angel was very selfish. And Giles. I guess that's true. Giles was great. And I, I still don't think Xander was being selfish, honestly. I think Xander was being self-involved, not selfish. Sure. And there's a difference. And I, I think that's important. Yeah, that's fine. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to give it to Angel because I was really on, on torn about it because I think Angel Angel was on the hunt for this without even being like told that like they were investigating it. Yeah. He immediately rec- like put it together that Buffy was involved. He was immediately there for Faith. And he he was what Xander thought he was. Yeah. Like he knew that he was the one to talk to Faith and that he would be able to get through her through to her. And thinking about it now, like, I think part of the reason that he he gave some of that wit with the I don't trust you line is because he was meeting her on her level because Faith is very witty and very mess with play with words and stuff. And I think you're being generous to the writer. <laughs> I but. might be. I'm probably being more generous to Angel, but I could see that being like an, an easy way to help somebody is to to put them at ease by speaking their language in in a sense sure so um yeah and it's important like to know that like every the other four got together and talked about what to do and like Mm -hmm. tried to figure out who could talk to him and and angel didn't need that at all yeah he um like he just knew exactly what needed to be done and how to do it he also did save xander's life right for what that's worth even though they're not fans of each other yeah so I'm going to stick with mine giving it to Xander because I was actually really impressed with how that scene went from yeah. at least my personal point of view. Sure. But I think over talking through it, Angel is a really close runner up and probably more deserving. Yeah. Well, that's OK, though. Angel doesn't have to be the best every time, but I definitely think you can tell that they're trying to do more with Angel's character like with the last episode with the badass line and with this episode with his intense connection to faith and stuff, like you kind of start to see them doing more with the character because I think up until now he was kind of just Buffy's boyfriend or the big bad. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, Well, I mean, that's like why I didn't like him a lot in season one was he was just like moping in the corner all the time. And I was like, that is not an interesting character. Yeah. So I like him a lot more in season three. Yeah. So I just think that that's that's kind of some fun meta knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. I on your Buffy comment, I I had a really hard time because in the beginning, 
between both her and Faith, I just felt like they were not listening to each other at all. Yeah. They each had their own thing they needed to go through. Yeah. And it was conflicting and they were, they had a very hard time being on each other's sides. That's true. Yeah. At the end, Buffy was like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help Faith. But at the beginning, she definitely was like, I need to take care of me first, but I need Faith to be okay with it. Yeah. Well, and she needed Faith to be like that rock for her and... That obviously wasn't going to work because Faith was too busy being in denial. Yeah. And like Buffy just kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing instead of listening to what Faith was saying. Yeah. it was She didn't see Faith as in denial. She saw Faith as in needing to go through what Buffy needed to go through. Yeah. A, a great example is the line, I know what you're feeling because I feel it too. Like she doesn't know what she's feeling. It's like the whole point of the scene, but. Right. So, yeah. Well, and it was almost offensive to Faith because Faith was like, you don't know what I'm feeling. You're not the one who killed him. You were there, but you weren't the one who did it. Right. And I almost feel like Faith was like, now you get to see what it's like to be the one who did it. I, and that's why she flipped it and told Giles that it was Buffy. It I got to a weird point near the end where it almost felt like Faith actually believed that Buffy had done it. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just weird dialogue or like. It was actually supposed to imply that she legit thought that that Buffy was was trying to gaslight her or something, (laughs) or she was just trying really hard to gaslight Buffy. Like, I don't think the writing was clear enough to know what was going on there, and it was weird. But it was hard to watch Faith this episode. Faith was a problem. (laughs) Like, she, I don't know how to phrase what I want to say. I just this episode was the episode where Faith imploded, and and we get that final push when we see her turn to the dark side. At the end, like she sought the mayor out. It wasn't like he came and made a proposition. She was like, I'm done with Buffy and her friends, basically. Right. And that was. I was going to talk more about like how she was just so in her own head for a lot of it. And she was clearly having a mental breakdown and just no one knew. I mean, Giles and Angel kind of knew how to help her. But, like, everyone she was interacting with, like, no one knew how to help her. And she was, like, I think if you know the signs to look for, you can tell she was trying to reach out for help in her own way. And just couldn't get there. Yeah. It was just sad to see. I don't know. And it was it was well written, though, I think, other than their turn to dark at the end. I don't think that was well written. But You didn't think it was well written that she turned to the dark side? No. Can you elaborate? Like, you don't like the I way don't. it happened, or you don't like that it's happening? I, neither. I don't find it believable. Interesting. Okay. I find it believ- I find it really believable, because I feel like they've been setting up Faith imploding since she walked into the door. Like, since she came into the season. I mean, we're seeing a lot of that narcissism we saw in the first episode with her coming through again, but... We saw her get combative with Buffy. We saw her go into denial when it came to Kakistos and her watcher dying. And then we watched the Gwendolyn Post stuff happen and that like kind of make her doubt her like role in the group. And like even at the end, Buffy was like, you can trust me. And she like clearly didn't believe it. And then there was like this rebonding in the Christmas episode and then there was the bad girls episode where she was starting to feel like maybe Buffy actually had her back and she and Buffy could be besties and like be the kind of slayers faith wants them to be. And then this happened and now faith's like re spiraling after almost getting what she wanted. I, I guess And she doesn't, I, you're not, you're not wrong. I just, <laughs> I don't understand how all of that jumps to the logical conclusion that she is now an active 
combatant against Buffy and her friends. There's just a step missing there. It's like I, it's kind of just like the Star Wars thing I brought up early, where like it makes sense more to me in a Star Wars universe where there is a literal dark force pulling you towards evil. And once you've done something bad, it's harder to turn away. But like for her, like she didn't even enjoy killing the guy. And like she got weirdly in the moment with Xander, but that felt like a poorly written thing to me too. Like that was fucking weird. Yeah. More than anything. And I guess like that could have hinted towards the end of the episode, but it was like one thing. And I just like everyone was actively trying to help her this episode. And even though she wasn't receptive to it, it like didn't feel like anything antagonistic really happened. But I could see how Faith felt like it was antagonistic. I think she felt like Buffy was trying to get her to be more like Buffy. And she was like resentful of that. And then Giles believed Buffy over her. And I could see how that would make her feel resentful. And just when she's starting to like let herself be vulnerable, whether it's his fault or not, Angel was putting her in this place of vulnerability and Wesley immediately came in and snapped her and put her in this dangerous like fight or flight mode that caused her to like run and then Buffy found her and like she had to fight for her life yet again so I could see how she's feeling really powerless and feeling really out of place and feeling really like betrayed and I think she went to the person who she knew had the most power that she could manipulate her way into belonging with I think it will be interesting to see how her connection with the mayor develops. Like, obviously, I know, but I... Right. <laughs> obviously. No, that's interesting. Okay. I mean, you phrasing it all that way makes me feel better about it, but yeah. it, it just, it felt to me like a step got missed. Like, at no point did it feel like that made more sense than her to just run away again. Yeah. Like, and I would have believed it if she did, if she just, like, hopped on that boat and went. But go, but taking that extra step to seek out the mayor and presumably become like out to get Buffy and Willow and all them like it just it feels there's I don't know, maybe. But at the same time, like Faith doesn't I don't know that Faith feels like she's out to get Buffy and them by joining the mayor because they haven't even begun to research the mayor. I guess that's true. Like Buffy was like something weird's happening and Faith did everything she could to be like nothing's weird's happening. And as far as Faith knows Buffy was like all right but we still got to worry about the fact that we killed this guy and then Faith was like leave it and like it's not an us versus them thought okay that's fair yeah maybe maybe I was giving her maybe I was feeling like she knew more about the mayor than she does or something I know I know we've talked about it a lot I just (laughs) yeah I guess it feels it still feels weird to me, but talking about it, I feel better about it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I always thought that this was like it was like a weird jump, mm-hmm. you know, so. But you you bring up a lot of really good points. They they have done a really good job of showing Faith just get traumatized over and over and over again. And I hadn't even really realized that till you just said it. And and so she's seeking a, a person of power to like be a quote unquote protector, and even if it was subconsciously. Any other characters you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't think so. R.I.P. to Alan and Mr. Trick. Well, Alan was already dead. Yeah, but he redid. It was a really unceremonious death for Mr. Trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Less was, surprising now that I'm used to how the show's written, but. It's not good. It's not good at all. Or whatever yeah. he said. <laughs> yeah. Like they, like, they were building him up to be a really big bad, too. 
I was both. Kinda. Like it, it felt like a similar but less extreme thing with like the anointed one. Yeah. Than I, with the anointed one. I was both surprised he died this episode and also surprised he didn't die sooner. Because I definitely don't didn't remember him lasting past the Slayer Fest episode. <laughs> That's funny. So. But he's obviously been in multiple of them. So it's weird that I. Season three was just such a blur for me. So it's fun to like talk about episodes I'm less knowledgeable of. Yeah, I get you. All right. Well, I guess it's time for the analysis. The obvious analytical point is denial doesn't work. (laughs) Interesting. I didn't I don't feel like that's like really a lesson to be learned. Well, because once again, that is everyone naturally goes into denial. It is the first stage of grief. You have to move past it, obviously. But yeah, oh, that's I guess that's what I meant. It, it doesn't help to stay in denial. You have to face things eventually. Did you have more than that? Not really. Uh, So I have a few. OK, I think the big one is that everyone processes grief differently and everyone has different needs when it comes to grieving. That's a that's a good one. Also, the, 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 I guess I guess I only have three because the grieving process takes time is the next one I have. And that's basically the same thing. Sure. But like it's it's the it's a different part of the same thing, though. I think that it's it's important to acknowledge that not everyone grieves differently. And the time it takes to grieve varies from person to person. The next one I wrote is you can't always help someone who doesn't want to be helped. That's true. You know, that's obviously a big thing in AA. You have to admit you have a problem before you can work past having a problem. Yeah. Which is like a weird catch-22, because if you don't have a problem, you can't admit it. Right. People keep telling you. But the point is, like, you have to be open to it before you can begin healing. And then the last one I have is counseling and moral support is more effective than punishment. Yeah. Um, I think that is the biggest takeaway you should have from this episode yeah because angel being her counselor and being her confidant got her way farther than wesley's band of torture exactly and it's i I think that's like the biggest i think the whole episode kind of led towards that i just think like a big thing is like a lot of people were trying to show what uh, think they knew what was better for faith and like they didn't, but then you have like the the characters in the show who tend to be on the wiser end of the spectrum, Giles and Angel. Yeah, uh, trying to actively support her and figure out what is going to help her, as opposed to you know, like you said, Wesley, who's just like, well, we're gonna throw her in jail. The cops who just want to throw her in jail, like follow the protocol. Yeah, like think about if like the police had just arrested her for it. And how much worse that would have been for her if she just went to jail. And then, like, that would have caused more antagonism with everyone else because they hadn't really talked to Giles and Willow and everyone about it yet. And then Willow also was more greedy in her idea of, like, well, she should be thrown in jail. She killed someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really see the... You saw the healing process begin when people actually listened to her and her needs. Well, and it's so easy to, like... Be like, Willow's right. Technically mm-hmm. speaking, she should get thrown in jail and lock, you know, lock her up and throw away the key, whatever. But like that just leaves that as all Faith gets to do with her whole life, which was kind of what Faith's point was with Buffy. Right. Well, and once again, this is a 
at least in my personal opinion, a manslaughter charge, not a murder charge. Right. Which sucks. Someone died. But, like, does the person who caused that through accident really deserve to lose the rest of their life? I think those are all really good points, though. Like, I don't have a lot to elaborate on. No, yeah, that's them, fine. I just, I clearly, like, like, that one I feel actually really, uh, really strongly on. Because it, it can be applied to so many things. It's not just murder, but, like, anything really when it comes to the entire the entire criminal justice system sure it's you know prison doesn't actually help anything it it just prolongs problems you know there's a reason that so many criminals get out and just do it again but through counseling and like 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 drugs like people respond better to rehab than they do prison sure so and i just i just think that fits really well into this it like like, if you take that more as a metaphor and don't factor in the fact that she killed someone, I actually think it makes a lot more sense. Like, if you think of Faith as, like, a heroin user, and if everyone was going to sit there and tell her that was wrong, but then you had someone who was going to try to get her help, and then she did just get thrown in jail for it, and how that wouldn't help at all. Mm-hmm. And then she would just go back to it or dive deeper into it or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that's the biggest theme, but the second biggest theme is that people really grieve differently as shown repeatedly in the episode through uh, Buffy, Willow, and Faith. That's a good point. I definitely saw the contrast between Buffy and Faith, but Willow's in there too. and it Because mm-hmm. she's grieving too. Something different, but still the same. Yeah, and she she decides to do it by herself the same way Faith does, but not in denial, but through crying, I guess. Yeah. I, I wanted to find a better word. Solace in solitude. Yeah, that's a better way to say it. And and also anger, um, yeah. With you know, just straight up saying, faith should be locked up. Yeah. Because it's not just that faith should, like she doesn't just think that because faith killed someone. She thinks that because she's mad at faith. Right. Exactly. Which is just a if different, it were Buffy, she would have a completely different mindset about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess we kind of see it with Sander too. Yeah, in in a different way, but yeah. Yeah, because like he. Like, he gets sad, but then I guess he also goes into denial just in a different way. He just just does denial the way Faith does. I think he does it differently because he is more active about it. He's not, like, the way, like, if the roles were switched and, like, someone just told Faith, like, oh, he didn't care about you, she wouldn't seek that theoretical guy out. She would, like, just be like, all right, fine. And go out of her way to, like, prove that it doesn't bother her. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to Xander, who went out of his way to prove the point that was making him sad wrong, even though it wasn't. Yeah. So, denial, yes, but different. So, let me ask you this. You felt bad for Wesley in the last episode. You obviously gave him your Xander for this episode, so you obviously think that there's some stuff wrong with him now. But do you feel net neutral towards him still? Do you feel negative towards him now? Is there any room for him to like redeem himself as far as you're concerned? Or do you just want him gone? Because I know you said you think he's not going to last. Um, but do you want I do. him to last? I don't really care, if we're being honest, if he lasts. Um, last episode, I felt bad for him because everyone was being mean to him for things he can't control. Yeah. This episode, he was actively causing problems for other people in his own self-interest and i have a lot of problems with that sure and like i understand that it's through his own shortcomings like he he wants that respect and it's because everyone was being mean to him last episode that he has to act out this episode 
So like I like I felt bad for him, but not as much because now he's retaliating in ways I don't respect. Sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So but, but I guess it's a net neutral. Like I don't. If he didn't show up in the next episode, I probably wouldn't even notice. Okay. Like I, I really don't have any strong feelings on him. This episode he pissed me off, but yeah. Like if he like walks in the next episode and I'm, unless he kept, keeps the same attitude, I'm not gonna be like, oh, this guy again. <laughs> unless he keeps the same attitude and/or makes more weird advances toward Cordelia. Yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts or more analysis, if you have any? No, I don't have any more analysis. Could you imagine it just, <laughs> just kept going there, yeah <laughs> and another thing <laughs> prison systems <Yeah>. suck <laughs> do you have any final thoughts i don't have any final thoughts i feel like we covered everything i just i had a hard time even taking notes with this episode because i felt so weird about it so interesting just because you don't like it or I don't even know that I would say I don't like it. It was just so meh. And it was also like a little bit overwhelming. It was just a weird experience. (laughs) Sure. That's totally fair. Well, we are recording ahead of time. Yes, I will be out of the country. So we are expediting this recording. So unfortunately, we have no Thursday debates. Sad day. Well, do we have any listener messages or emails? No. Makes sense. We're recording a lot in, <laughs> in rapid succession. That's true. But we do miss, we used to get a lot of emails from many of you and messages from many of you. Please, even if you're just saying, hey, I liked this episode, let us know. Yeah. And to do that, via email at jimscancelledpod at gmail.com or possibly on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook at jimcancelledpod. Or reach out to just directly at tiaras.and.books on Instagram, or you can reach out to Stosh directly at Nisnar, N-I-S-S-N-A-U-R on Twitter or Instagram. And also, if you guys are so inclined, as you finish this episode, please go to whatever listening platform you use and give us a rating. Yeah, we hear that helps. (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome, especially five stars. And we hope you all had a very... Happy New Year and enjoyed your holiday season as we are now officially in 2024 when this episode releases. (laughs) And yeah, let us know how your holidays go if you want and uh, maybe share our podcast with a friend or two. But our next episode is season three, episode 16, Doppelgangland. Stosh, do you have any predictions? That definitely sounds like they're going to run into some duplicates of themselves or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if I had to put money on it. Also, long-term prediction. I think that Faith either didn't actually turn evil or will turn back before the end. Okay, cool. Well, we'll find out if that happens when we come back. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers. Uh,